We do not know where we are going. We do not know where we want to go. But we're doing everything possible to accelerate our movements. Trying to get there as fast as possible. We'll get back to that. But I want to first look at the Gemara together. Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Bahaya Emunasitecha Chosin Yeshuas Chachma Vedas Yiras Hashem Yotzaro. The faith of your times, Emunasitecha, will be the strength of your salvation, Chosin Yeshuas Chachma Vedas, wisdom and knowledge. Yiras Hashem, fear of Hashem, fear of Hashem, fear of God, Yotzaro. That is the storehouse. Chazal, Moran Shabbos, explain this passing in two different ways. Emunas, the idea of Emunah, is a Seder Zeroyim. Zeroyim is all about Emunah, farmer, during Shvius, every year, there's tremendous faith, the crops will rise. Itecha, times, a Seder Moed, Chosen, a Seder Nashim, Yeshua, a Seder Nazikim, Chachma, is Kachim, Das, Zeta Zeta Taras, a reference to what we call Shas, Babli, Yushami, etc. Vafilu Hachi, the Pasuk ends. Even with all of Shas, here is Hashem, the fear of God. He Otsar is a storehouse. Rava, the great sage, great Amor of the Bayer Rava team, the one we Paskin like in all cases besides Yalkagam, six places. He understood these words not as a reference to different parts of Shas, rather the questions that are going to be asked a person at the time of ultimate judgment. Did you do your business dealings? Were you trustworthy? Eatim? What's eatim? Did you have set times for learning? Chosin, which is referring to women somehow. Asakta beperia Were you involved in being fruitful and, and uh, procreating? Yeshua's? See, peace of the Yeshua. See, it's famous, but people don't realize it's linked to that Pasuk. Pilpalta bechachma. Chachma. Das. Ivanta dar mitoch daver. So it's all these questions. Vafilo hachi. And again, that filo hachi, the end of the Pasuk. Yeris Hashem. If the fear of heaven is there, he owed sorrow. In ilolo, otherwise not. Mashal Adam, a parable to a person, Shamar Lashlucha, said to his agent, Please take from me a core of wheat to the Aliyah, to the store area, storehouse area. How much is a core? A core is in a massive amount, it's about 250 liters. Amarlo. So the shliach told the owner that he did his job. He asked him, Did you put a kav? A lowly small kav of chumtan? What was chumtan? Chumtan was a certain type of uh, salty dirt that was used in those times to preserve it. Did you put the preservative in? When you put up the wheat, did you make sure to put the preservative in? It's Actually, one 180th of a core, 1.4 liters, about the size of a soda bottle in Israel, not the American 
two gallon, you know. Keep. It's a small amount, one one eightieth, less than one percent, almost point oh five percent, point five percent, a liter and a half for all that. Amalolo, we got the chumtan. Hmm. What's the reaction of the weed owner? Amalolo, mutim lo elisa. The whole thing's worth nothing. It's chaval. You put all the weed up there. All the chachma, all the tfua, all the good ideas. Without this needed component, is in some level worthless. I want to share from a landmark Russia. I won't tell you. So we're further in who it is or when he said it. But I want to share something. I saw this uh, actually when I was cleaning up my papers from Pesach. I couldn't stop talking about it over Pesach. Let me share a little bit of this drasha. Chaim Belajner and his Nefesh Chaim, based on this Gemara, has analyzed for us the problem of Torah and wisdom on the one hand and year on the other. By presenting them in an agricultural metaphor. Wisdom, he said, is like tua, the harvest, the produce of the fields, which the farmer seeks to store away. Rabbi Lajan also sees in a certain way that uh, that's the ichor. Yira, the fear of God, is the warehouse in which the harvest of wisdom is stored. In other words, if there's more knowledge than conscious, now pay attention to these words, this was a darshan. You know what old time darshanim were like? More truer than Otzer, the knowledge is wasteful, wasted and even harmful. Man's absorptive capacity of wisdom is limited by spiritual powers. First, therefore, you must construct your inner warehouse, that of Yira. Then you may reap your harvest of Chachmah and store it away for your own benefit. How is mankind in general outside of the Beit Midrash, doing with this idea. The author continues, Even if all research should abruptly stop, we would have enough work ordering and utilizing the knowledge we have for the next hundred years. There's so much surplus knowledge in the world today that individual scholars find it impossible to keep up with all the information that's available to them. There is indeed a surplus of the harvest of knowledge. But it gets worse. The end of the world may come about because of a moral confusion of the inhabitants of this planet. It is not the eclipse of the sun, but the eclipse of the human heart that ought to fill us with terror. What is the nature of this unprecedented problem? It is not that we have too much knowledge, that we do not know how to use it. It is not that we're too smart but they were too smart for our own good. Our brains have grown while our hearts have shrunk. The mind of man has sharpened while his son has grown dull. His science has leapt, leaped forward and his spirit has been stunted. In our own tradition, we have increased chachma, wisdom, knowledge, increased yira, reverence, piety, Ethical aspirations. See a little further. Our civilization appears like a series of tiny warehouses, each filled to capacity and bursting at the seams. 
while thousands upon thousands of workers crawl about like busy ants day and night, not building, not building more in adequate warehouses? Uh-uh. But growing, harvesting, and piling up more and more grain, which lies about the scene, listen to these words, unused, unassimilated, unabsorbed, wasting away and rotting, inviting the rodents of the spirit to disport themselves in it, and inject poisons with which to destroy unhappy mankind. Certainly, we have wisdom too much, however, for our inner, undersized warehouses of piety and morality. At a certain point, he considered the automobile, and said, at that point, it's killed over one million Americans. Twice as many Americans have been lost in the wars of its history combined. Does this mean that the horse and buggy drivers were better? No. Listen well to this, friends. But it does mean that the advanced knowledge that lead to the invention of cars required an equivalent advance in wise-heartedness. And the inner spiritual warehouse with which to control and assimilate that new knowledge. It means that we needed then, and certainly now, a pervasive spirit of sophisticated Yerat Hashem. What will Americans do with the leisure that will result from automation? Will it bring them happiness and creativity? Or boredom and neurosis? Will we expend as much mental energy, energy concerning ourselves with people, with God's image, as we will in blind devotion to technical advances? With, with the new advances in cybernetics, will we control our new thinking machines? Or will they control us? How long can we afford naively to assume that knowledge for our own sake is an absolute unquestioned good? Could not all this brain power and money be used more advantageously for medical knowledge or to advance social sciences? Perhaps to build more of the inner warehouses. What we desperately need is less engineering and more conscious, less new knowledge and more pondering and educating ourselves how to use the knowledge we already have to best serve humanity. When Shlomo Melech was young, he asked for the gift of wisdom. He thought with that we could solve all problems. But when he was an old man, he cried out, Yosef Dad, Yosef Machov. He increases knowledge, increases pain. No wonder that Professor Robert Oppenheimer, Jewish by the way, the father of the atom bomb, has stated that in some ways scientists of his generation have known sin. Indeed, we say in Shimon Esri, Atachoni Lodam Das, and then we ask for Tshuva, Rotsuva Tshuva. Of course, the Pashib Shad is once we have Das, now we're ready to ask for Tshuva. Today, the direction is reversed. We must repent for our Chachma, for the senseless accumulation of surplus giz- wisdom gathered obsessively without any thought as the consequences for humanity, without any thought of first building the inner structure of the era. If indeed we moderns have much, much to repent for our thoughtless worship of wisdom and science and technology and the consequent threat to all mankind, we have plumbed the nature of the atom but neglected the nature of the sons of Adam. Are today's uranium, uranium hunters really any better than yesterday's headhunters? One so science quoted by Joseph Woodcrutch has said, 
we do not know where we are going. We do not know where we want to go, but we are doing everything possible to accelerate our movements. Rabbi Norman Lamb, Jewish Center, February 17th, 1962. And what are we to think of today, six decades later? How much of this thinking and heart went into planning the smartphone? And I'm scared to even mention artificial intelligence. And the very, very real dangers, if you're reading some of the literature out there and what some of the experts are saying, threats to mankind. Look up the articles. One wonders also, in the whole mixed up thinking of today, when terms like hard work and merit-based are negative, and gender definition isn't a given, when we are forgetting who we are in the most basic way, the deepest way, maybe some think robots, robots can do a better job. Maybe it is time for mankind to step aside and let the matrix rule. Is that where we're at? These are such important lessons on their own. Thank God I went through my papers, really, and by Schneider Schlieff had given me this talk. For the Muslim state, I hadn't read it. I tried once a year to clean up my papers, and I was just so blown away. That's Rabbi Schneider for another drush of Rabbi Lamb. So, incredible. But I really share them now, at the beginning of an Uzman, with Shua's fast approaching, in order to examine and develop our approach to Torah learning. By the way, I'm going to put out copies of this, the whole drasha. Uh, everybody's welcome to take it, and we can send out whoever doesn't get it then. We come to yeshiva mainly to learn how to learn. Excellent. Amazing. It's one of the flagship ideas of Chappelle. It's part of the reason that we're relevant today, that we're important today. Makes us stand out because of uniqueness to our yeshiva. But as we see, and anybody who thinks about it, sees wisdom doesn't stand on its own. Rabbi Lamb used such thoughtful words. Assimilate! Absorb! Use! A ben Torah, by definition, puts his learning always at the forefront. The first of the Memchas Kinyanim is Talmud, which in its simplest way means to learn a lot. People talk about Derech and this, that. You gotta learn. You don't learn a lot, you're not gonna get anywhere. And that's a question someone's always asking himself. Bin Ismanim, how am I learning? On Fridays, on Shabbos, for sure. Together with being healthy, getting enough air, a little sunshine, a little vitamin D, B12 supplements I take. Definitely. How am I doing in my learning? Am I learning? But he has to ask himself, where am I going with all this? How will I hold on to this? How will I absorb this? How will I assimilate and use all this? What difference is it making in my life? Pasuk Kohel says, Smach b'chor b'yaldusecha. Be happy, young man, in your youth. V'yativ chaliba b'mein b'churatecha. And you should be happy-hearted. V'halach b'darche libecha. And go in the ways of your heart. V'mari necha what you see. Enjoy the world. The Gemara in Shabbos, 
Again, it's about double from where we were. That's Samach Gimel. Rish Lakish Amar Ad Kam Torah. The first half of the Pasuk doesn't mean go have, you know, experience the world, the seven seas, Mare Necha, whatever you like to see. A lot of things you shouldn't see. The other shot is how this part is a different Sahara. We're not dealing with that. Okay? So the first half of the Pasuk is Yetzirah. We're not going with that shot. We're going with Rish Lakish Pshat. Different Torah. The beauty of youth. You know, I have to tell you, for me, one of the nicest things is seeing youthful, you know, obviously the yeshiva, but I try to be bigger than the yeshiva. You know, when I see young boys, Ben is mine, I'm learning. What a mechaya. You know, kids like we do so much that they're spending time. Can you get a little bit of money on the side sometimes? Free free iced coffee. Kids learning when they can be doing Ben is manam, two hours, an hour, three hours, some more, four hours. Beautiful, tardic children involved in learning. Says Rashi, Samech, Samach betalmudecha. Be happy in your Talmud. Lamod, be simcha. Only two blave. Have simcha, have two blave. Good heartedness. You gotta be, it's kishmak. Vahalach bedarch libcha, lahavim abalibcha, lefirosenecha. Put your heart into it. And your view, your opinion, your chabura. Like we know in the Zishiv, one of our highest goals is that boys can say chaburas. Men can say chaburas. Tamidim can say chaburas. Not just to say over. Lefimari ram marienecha. Develop your own shita. After being Mishamishachamim, after learning what the skills say, after being uh, having fealty to the text, excellent, great. But the pasuk continues. Know that on all of these, God will bring you into judgment. Says Reish Lakish, Mikan ve'elach. This part of the pasuk, Masim Tovim. Good actions. Rashi. V'doh ki al-kol eila al-kol ma-shilamadata sofcha litenet adin in lotekayim if you won't fulfill it. It has to, where are we going? It has to get lemaisa. Torah has to be lemaisa. Amanas lasos. Some shita say, what's Torah lishma? Kesev Mishnah. The grand term Torah Lishma, which brings to all the brachas, says it says in the sixth parak of Avos, Lishma means Amanas Lasos, and this is all over. There's so many Chazals where we see this idea. Lo Medr Shaker Elamaisa, Avos Paragimel, Reb Chanina Ben Dosomer, Kol Shiras Cheto Kodemis Lachachmaso. If a person has a basis, has a basis of the Yerat Hashem first, Chachmaso Mitkayemis, then his wisdom will be established. But someone who doesn't make that necessary movement of having a basic year at Shemayim, and Chachma mit Kayemis. If your actions are greater than your Chachma, Rabbi Yana talks about how to do that, then I know it's not for me to learn Kabbalah. One second. Forget about 40. Rabbi Salat took care of that. Really? Is that where you're at in your actions? I think so. How much do you think about that? Did you ask anyone? You have your Shemayim ready for the grand... Not because no one's going to go crazy from learning Kabbalah today. You're really ready for those ideas? I think so. Hmm. So we both say, we got the idea. Let's talk for a few minutes about how we can make this practical. Of course, I speak to myself with all of you.
You know, I'm proud that I keep learning. Fifty-four, but it's scary. So I'm going to mention four steps, but of course there are more. Just to start together, before we talk about integrating and absorbing and assimilating, we need to speak about retaining. What is your plan to remember the amazing ideas you run into in yeshiva and in life? Something as important as wisdom you're going to leave to randomness? Imagine someone starting a business. How much are you investing? How much? Yeah, we're going all out. My life savings. It's all going in. Great. What methods, what principles are you building your business on? Well, I'm going to kind of surf the internet for a few weeks aimlessly, schmooze around at a conference, and hopefully some ideas will stick. Really? So first, need a plan. A plan. How many people have a special notebook to record important ideas they hear? Now, sorry to make it more difficult. Maybe say I write down everything. That's for sure a good step. But wait, how are you going to review and access all that? Everything. Can you find the wheat kernel from the chaff? And all that. Will you be able to build off of ideas that really struck your neshama? You need to filter ideas. That's the second idea. It's good to listen with an open ear to all intelligent people say, and I just knocked out a lot of news outlets. But how can you hold on to that? You have to filter. A person needs to filter and be filtering all the time. I hear that. Oh, that's an idea. No, I wasn't going to say this, but uh, the Minsker Gödel was a young Goan of the highest proportions. And he went to speak to one of the Goan in Poland in Warsaw. I forgot the other person's name. This is a person with a tremendous Bucky Bishnea Talmudim. And, uh, it was a whole different style than he had been used to in Lithuania. And he was listening at first, uh, this older, and he was probably maybe 20 to 30 at the time. He was mutilate, uh, I forgot his last name. The Minsker Gödel. So the or, or, uh, or Gadol and Mishnayis. So he was, you know, poking at this Polish gaon. He wasn't getting the response, and suddenly he hit the right button, and this person started being Shofeya, just all of Shas, Babli, Yerushalmi, Mahalchem, Taurus, and the young Minzer Gadol was listening. It's about an hour, he said, Ah, oh, that was a good word. That was a good word. He was filtering. So first we need a plan to hold on to things. Next, we have to be able to filter things, record them. Next step, you need to absorb and assimilate. Ponder was well, such a beautiful word that Rav Lamb mentioned. Spend time, at least weekly, thinking about the ideas that matter and how you can apply them. You might need to take a step back, get to know yourself better. That's another talk. So those are the first three things we have to do. I have to be committed to a plan to retaining things. I have to filter. I have to ponder. I have to think about assimilating and absorbing the amazing knowledge that's available to me. And finally, I have to change something. And it might take a while and we needn't feel anxious or pressured. 
But eventually, the Chachma has to turn into something real down here, in this world. I want to emphasize something I heard from my great Rebbe Rav Leichter, one of the great practitioners of Torah today, one of the great people being practical, that sometimes you can apply things too quickly. And the downside of that is you apply sometimes in a way that's not realistic to yourself and therefore won't last. Deeper, sometimes through application, listen well to this, friends, you feel erroneously that you're done with that idea. Been there, done that, thought that, applied that, next. Wait, 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 wait. That was a big idea. You're not finished with it through one concept. God exists. Torah is real. Whoa, one second. Yeah, good. So what are you going to do? I wash my hands in the morning. Done. Hold on. Similarly, you can run to apply before you really appreciate the ideas you're, sim- you're coming to apply. So all that being said about not going too fast, but you have to, we got to apply. I speak to myself, of course. So those are four steps for us to keep in mind as we engage in this great journey of applying Chachma and Torah. A plan, a filter, ponder, think about assimilating, and finally, Lamaisa, in a thoughtful, intelligent way. Let's end with the good news, friends. We live in a time when there are great ideas out there. In the secular world, I must say, I read some truly outstanding books. Outstanding. So a little bit, well, it was a little bit of, you know, evolutionary blah, blah, but research books, thought out books, intelligent books, live by books. There are really great books out there. But infinitely more important, we have the greatest warehouse of ideas known to mankind. Chazal, the Chachmei Mesora, the Chachmei Torah of Dora Dora, including this generation, great Torah thinkers today, the Torah Dosh itself, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, Mishlei, Kohelis, Shirashirim. The author of Kelm, the great author, said that one could spend his whole life working and learning on one statement of Chazal, going into it again and again and again. Imagine the greatness in really, really working and absorbing slowly and carefully and living the ideas of one parak of Pirkei Avos. One parak of Pirkei Avos. Imagine someone looking at you and saying, he lives the second parak of Pirkei Avos. He lives the first parak of Mesil Sisharim. Or Hilchas Deus of the Rambam. He's a Hilchas Deus of the Rambam. Everything he does is with a reference back to the Rambam Hilchas Deus. Seven, eight prakim. How long is it? But we'll say now as we approach Shuas, it's the time to get serious about this great journey. That's Lachar Rabbah.